state, in our communities. This is a day where we can come together and unify and lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His kingdom is all about righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost, I can be right with Him. I can have peace that passes understanding and joy unspeakable and full of glory. In a world that's full of darkness, I've got peace. In a world, in an identity crisis, I know who I am. I'm right with God. He's my father. I'm his child. I got a new name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, give him a hand praise one more time. Worship him with your ten strings right now. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we magnify you. We come to lift you up. Amen. Something happens when God's people begin to praise Him. Amen. I could tell you story after story of what happens when God's people begin to praise Him. He moves mountains. He runs off enemies. He shows up in a powerful way. God inhabits the praises of His people. If you're in a battle today, go out with praise in your heart. And the Lord knows how to set an ambush against the enemy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What an honor to be in the house of the Lord today. And we honor all of our guests for being here today. And today we begin revival services uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 o'clock. Those services will be in the old sanctuary. And we will not be in this gymnasium These on Sunday. Next Sunday we'll be here. Amen. Sunday school at 930 worship service at 1030 and then Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday this week is 7 p.m. We are so honored to, to have Ethan Hagen and his family and today Noah is with him today and uh, their daughter is sick this morning so uh, Sister Hagen is taking care of their daughter this morning so be in prayer for her that the Lord would just give her the healing that she needs but we're glad Brother Hagen and his son are here with us today. He's evangelized for many years and originally out of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, preached all over the world, all over the nation, and has the ministry of an evangelist. And the, we need the evangelist. Amen. So if you need something revived in your life today, God sent a man of God today. <laughs> Amen. To preach the gospel to us today. Amen. Let's give Brother Ethan Hagen a warm welcome to Salem. We're glad he's here. We want him to take his liberty. Okay, continue to clap your hands unto the wonderful name of the Lord. The Bible says, from the rising of the sun until the going down the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. If you believe that that name is worthy to be praised, can you lift up your voice with that hand clap? And can somebody call on the name of Jesus right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you. We lift you up. We glorify. We exalt you, Lord. We extol you. We adore you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I think we should do that one more time. Can somebody just shout the name that's above every name right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord here today. It doesn't matter if it's a gymnasium. This is the house of the Lord. 
And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I feel freedom in this place today. So thankful for what the Lord is doing, what he has already done, and what he is about to do. Amen. It's truly an honor to be here today. The Apostolics of Salem. I give honor to your pastor and his wife and their family. I thank God for Brother and Sister Jean. And I just appreciate this fine couple, their love for God, their love for people, their passion. Amen. Amen. I remember as a teenager, Brother Gene coming to Memphis, preaching such excellent messages. But I noticed his buckled shoes. I mean, they were just some, he was rocking the shoes. And I remember his, his sermon uh, notebook. And I just, I wanted to be like Brother Gene. Got a buckle on my shoe today. I've been wearing it ever since I met Brother Jake. No. <laughs> but I do appreciate your pastor and his wife. I thank God for them. How many of you love your pastor and his family? How many of you are thankful that the Lord sent them here to Salem? Praise God. Also, I give honor to Brother and Sister Kelly. Amen. Got a chance to meet Brother Kelly last year over some good Asian food. And anybody that can pile food up on their plate is all right with me. We were at a, a stir-fry Mongolian-type grill place, and I just appreciate the spirit of Brother Kelly. Amen. I thank God for him. Can you give the Kellys a wonderful hand clap? And to all the wonderful leadership of this church, can you clap your hands to thank the Lord for them? Thank you, Sister Teresa Rainey, for being so kind, working at all the logistics, our hotel, and that gift basket. My wife was just... After 18 years of evangelizing, that right there was the best, and I mean that. We appreciate that. Thank you for your kindness. Can we give Sister Teresa a hand clap? And why don't you give yourself a hand clap for just being awesome? Come on, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord. To all of our guests that are here today, thank you for being here. Now, I just want to, to say if you are here for the first time, this is your first time being here at the Apostolic Church, I want you to know that the pastor is the best of the best. And the assistant pastor is the cream of the crop. So if you don't like my preaching, just come back. I haven't come to preach as much as I have come to reach. I come to reach somebody here in this revival. I come to stretch my hand up towards heaven to reach out to God. And I come to stretch out another hand to reach somebody, amen, to let them know that the Lord loves you, that the Lord, amen, has great things. If you are a guest here today, I want you to know that God has great things in store for your life. If you believe that, can you give all of our guests a wonderful hand clap? Praise God. The book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 10, the book of Acts chapter 10, I'm not going to take too much of your time. I do want you to come back on Tuesday if you can. <laughs> and so I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do believe the Lord has given me a word for today. I feel it's twofold to remind this wonderful congregation of what you already know, but to also let somebody know what you don't know. 
So I feel the Lord has sent me here with a dual purpose. I'm going to try my best to follow and obey the Holy Ghost. I do apologize for my wife and my daughter not being here with me. You'll get a chance to meet my better half. We've been evangelizing full-time for 18 years, and I'm thankful for a wonderful wife that answered the call of God on her husband to travel across this country. And the reason why I've made it is not because of my good preaching, but because of my good-looking wife and my good-looking kids. But I'm glad to have my son, Noah Daniel, here with me. Amen. He's Mr. GQ. And, uh, but my precious daughter is going to be here and she is looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure nobody wanted to hear coughing and vomiting, so we just were willing to spare you. Is that all right? The book of Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. The book of Acts chapter 10. It's also good to see one of my former colleagues from Bible school. Good to see Brother Smith. God bless you. Acts chapter 10, verse number 9, if you have it. And you print it form or digital form, can you shout, I've got it. If you can see it on the screen, can you shout, I can see. The Bible says, on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour or about noon. And he became very hungry. Can somebody say very hungry? And would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now this was not some fortune-telling seance but the next verse tells us that he had a vision because he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and, and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air and there came a voice to him rise Peter kill and eat but Peter said not so Lord for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time. Is anybody thankful for the voice that comes a second time? Is anybody thankful for the mercy of God? Can you shout amen? The voice came a second time. What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. What God has cleansed, don't you dare call common. Just for a few moments here this morning, the first service of these special services, I want to preach to you on this subject, an uncommon hunger, an uncommon hunger. One more time, can you place your Bibles, your tablets, your smartphones down, and can you once again put your hands together, and can you lift up your voice and give God praise for what he's going to do this week? Come on, somebody give God praise not only for what he's going to do today, but what you believe he's going to do this week. Hallelujah, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you in advance for everyone that's going to be healed, for everyone that's going to be restored, for everyone that's going to be baptized in your name, for everyone that's going to be filled and refilled with your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for those, amen, that are going to pray back through, for those that are going to, amen, catch a fire new and afresh in their spirit. We magnify your name and we give you praise. Can somebody shout in Jesus' name? Turn somebody and tell them, I hope you're hungry. You may be seated. Some time ago, I saw a homeless man holding up a cardboard sign. Matter of fact, I was reminded today that this happened in Salem, Oregon. 
I was preaching in the state of Oregon, or Oregon as some say it, was in the city of Salem, and there was a, a man, a homeless man, that had a cardboard sign up, and it read like this, visions of a cheeseburger. Visions of a cheeseburger. The sign didn't say hungry. It didn't say need money. It didn't read, we'll work for food. But visions of a cheeseburger. The sign said it all. What that man craved and what he desired more than anything else was a good, juicy cheeseburger. I shouldn't have said anything about a cheeseburger because somebody's having visions right now. So that donut didn't help me out this morning. I want a cheeseburger. Somebody already is making up in your mind you're going to stop by Burger King, Wendy's, or McDonald's before you head back home. But this man had visions of a cheeseburger. I come to ask somebody here today in all sincerity and honesty, is there anybody this morning that desires more than a cheeseburger? Is there anybody here today that desires a move of God? Is there anybody here today that wants more than just another ordinary Sunday service? Is there anybody here that wants more than just an ordinary revival? Does anybody have a desire? Does anybody have a hunger for the things of God? Does anybody have a hunger for a move of God? Is there anybody in this place that you've come for more than just religion? You've come from a touch for God. Does anybody have a vision here today that the Lord can touch you and change you and turn you? Does anybody have a hunger today for the things of God? Can you clap your hands and can somebody shout hallelujah? I will submit to you here today that physical hunger will drive you to want to eat what you crave in the natural. But spiritual hunger will drive you to want to partake of what you can only receive by the supernatural. So I come to ask here once again, is there anybody spiritually hungry? Is there anybody here today that wants more than a cheeseburger after this service is over? You want more than that donut that you had today, but you want, amen, spiritual meat? You want spiritual drink right now? Is there anybody that has a spiritual hunger? Can you lift up your hands? If I'm preaching to you, if I'm reaching for you, if I'm talking to you if you've got that spiritual hunger can you lift up your hands uh, and can you lift up your voice uh, and can somebody ask God to fill you today I've got good news for somebody in this house if you are spiritually hungry then Jesus has made a promise to you he said those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled Somebody here today, you came in this place spiritually hungry, and you're going to leave here feel somebody here this morning. Uh, amen. You came here wanting more than just a donut. You came here wanting more than just another sermonette for Christianette. You come here wanting more than just another Sunday service, but you come here spiritually hungry, and God is going to fill you. Now, I understand, I understand. This is my first time here, and I'm telling you right now, it is truly a privilege uh, to be here today. And so, amen, this week, you might get tired of me already. You might not want to come back until your pastor's up preaching again. I totally understand. But I haven't come to just satisfy everybody. But I have come here to reach for somebody who is spiritually hungry because the Holy Ghost spoke to me that there is somebody in this city. I said there is somebody in this city that is spiritually hungry. 
and he is reaching for them and he's going to get a hold of them I believe that somebody can be in this place right now I wonder is there anybody can I ask it again can I ask it one more time is there anybody in this sanctuary that is spiritually hungry for the things of God amen you come with your mind made up that this week in this revival I'm going to get a fresh touch from God this week in this revival God's going to do something for me amen that has come on does anybody believe that here today can you clap your hands once again and can you shout hallelujah here in the scripture text every rest specifically in Acts chapter 10 and verse number 10 the Bible tells us that Peter became hungry but he wasn't just hungry he was hungry he was starving for the Bible says that he became very hungry he went up to the rooftop to pray and got hungry he said you know what I would like a good lamb chop right now some matzo ball soup he was craving food I don't know why he chose the rooftop maybe because he wanted a quiet place in an open space or maybe because he was in trouble with his wife because the proverb says it's better to dwell on the corner of a rooftop than when you make mama mad. You don't want to make mama mad now. Can I have some husbands in here that can shout amen? For whatever reason, Peter was on the rooftop praying. It was noon, lunchtime. And the Bible says that he was very hungry. A meal was being prepared and undoubtedly he could smell the aroma. He was ready to eat. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he would have eaten. But while they were preparing the meal, God gave him an open vision. I don't know if there's anybody here that's ever had an open vision. I'm not, amen, a spiritual guru. I'm not a prophet, neither son of a prophet, but at least four times in my life. Matter of fact, right here in central Illinois, God gave me an open vision. One time when I was in Bible school, out there on a basketball court, the Lord gave me an open vision. And I don't say that to you lightly. But the Bible tells us that while Peter was on that rooftop, starving, craving, amen, some good food, a nice home-cooked meal, at the home that he was staying at, the Bible tells us that while he was trying to seek God, that all of a sudden, amen, things begin to change. He wasn't just looking out into the open sky. He wasn't just listening to the sounds of the birds flying by. But all of a sudden, things begin to shift and things uh, begin to change. And the scriptures tell us that while he was having hunger pains, that God gave him a vision of different types of animals that he had never eaten before. Instead of giving him actual food to eat, the Lord told Peter that this was his meal. He said, rise, kill, and eat. This is what you're going to hunt for, Peter. This is what you're going to have uh, to eat. Amen. Peter's response uh, was a reflection of his attitude. He said, not so, Lord, uh, for I've never anything common or unclean. I've never had anything impure to eat. I've never broken the dietary laws. I've never had anything but kosher food. But ladies and gentlemen, God, uh, amen, corrected him uh, by saying to him what God uh, has cleansed uh, do not call a common. God wasn't telling Peter to break kosher law, but revealing to him that he was going 
to sanctify Gentile people people who were non-Jewish. He was about to save. He was about to change. He was about to make them holy. So he said, Peter, whatever you do, don't call what I'm about to do unclean. Don't call it unholy. Don't call it impure. Don't call it common. What God has cleansed, do not call common. Can I submit to you here today that the reason why Peter was hungry was because there was a man named Cornelius that was spiritually hungry. Cornelius wasn't Jewish. He was an Italian military commander. And even though he wasn't Jewish religiously, he feared God. He was a man of consistent prayer and of devotion and of charity. He was a giving man. The Bible says that the day before Peter had a vision, that Cornelius had a vision. About three in the afternoon, an angel came to him and called his name. It startled and puzzled Cornelius. He was afraid, the scripture says, but the angel came to him and calmed his fears, telling him that your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God and that he was to send for one by the name of Simon Peter who would instruct him for what he should do. The next day at lunchtime, that's when Peter had a vision. Peter didn't understand what it meant. He even doubted why he was having this vision. He could not possibly understand uh, what it meant. He was trying to rationalize it, but that's when the Spirit spoke to him uh, that God was at work. Amen. The Holy Ghost told Peter to rise, uh, to go, and doubt nothing. Don't have any doubt in your heart. Just believe uh, that what is about to happen is a God thing. Peter just had to believe and understand uh, that God was up to something. Uh, it wasn't going to be a mirror prepared. That was, it wasn't going to be a common dish. It wasn't going to be something uh, that he was used to. But God uh, was up to something miraculous. I come to tell somebody in this place that all Peter had to do was take a trip down memory lane. And he would have remembered that Jesus shared the good news to a woman of Samaria that had no dealings with one another. But Jesus met this woman who was spiritually thirsty at a well. It was lunchtime and the disciples had gone to buy food. And when they came, they asked the master, they, they begged him to eat, but Jesus reminded them. He explained to them that he had meat to eat that they knew not of. He told them that his meat, his food was to do the will of him that sent him and to finish the work. And then he says, say not that there are yet four months and then comes harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell you today that the Lord is looking for somebody to get a vision of the harvest. He's looking for somebody in this place to lift up your eyes beyond the natural, beyond the natural circumstances surrounding you and to see the people who are spiritually hungry and thirsty around you. Can I remind, amen, the apostolics of Salem that it takes a vision. Somebody will say, well, why does it take a vision? Why would God give Cornelius? Why would God give Peter a vision? Why would God give your pastor a vision? I want you to know the answer is simply found in Proverbs 29, 18. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. 
I come to tell somebody that there's got to be vision if people are going to live. Because without a vision, people are going to starve to death. Without a vision, people are going to continue to be spiritually depraved. But when there is a vision, people, amen, who are hungry for God can receive what they need from God. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands? Can somebody shout hallelujah? Oh, thank God. Thank God Peter had a God-given vision. Thank God, amen, that he received that vision that day, uh, amen, on that rooftop. Because if he had never, amen, had that vision, we would not be here today. Uh, if Peter had never saw, amen, all of that wild game, uh, if he had never saw that wild turkey, if he had never saw, praise God, that venison, if he had never saw all of that, amen, if he had never saw that catfish, uh, and part of the reference, but I'm from Memphis, uh, if he had never saw those barbecue ribs, uh, we would not be here today uh, but thank God he had a vision uh, that God was going to change some people's lives uh, who were not like him uh, amen who were not a part uh, of the Jewish faith but God uh, was about to change and transform some hearts Ladies and gentlemen, what God was showing Peter in that vision was that the gospel was about to spread beyond, amen, his own four walls, beyond his own locale. But the gospel was going to spread to the four corners of the earth and that people all over the world were going to hear the gospel, believe and be saved. He saw the United States of America. He saw, amen, into Salem, Illinois. He saw that God was going to change some people's lives, some people who used to be alcoholics, who used to be drug addicts, amen who used to be out of perversion uh, who used to be in false religion uh, who used to have no religion uh, but amen Peter saw that day uh, that God was going to reach to some individuals and clean you up uh, he was going to get you out of the gutter amen he was going to change your life I come to remind somebody here today uh, that we are here because of a vision can somebody clap your hands uh, and can somebody shout hallelujah unto God amen God was showing Peter that those people that he thought could not be reached and those people that he thought could not be saved uh, that God was about to save them. Uh, those people that he thought were commoners, uh, those people that he thought were impure and unclean uh, that God was about to sanctify and make clean. Amen. Uh, they got all the tats on their body. They have all the piercings on their body. I don't think God can save them uh, but do I have anybody in this place that still have your tattoo? Uh, does I have anybody in this place that still have the you don't got the rings in anymore but you got a testimony that God is able to save you. Amen. It does it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. I come with good news today. You don't have to have it all together for God to save you. You don't have to be like me for God to change your life. Jesus Christ went to a cross. Amen. He gave his life for you. He gave his life for me. He came alive again on the third day so that people all over the world can experience what we are experiencing today. Is there anybody thankful for the blood? Is anybody thankful for the grace and mercy of God? Is anybody thankful that Jesus went to Calvary for you. Is anybody thankful that you are included? Can you stand to your feet? Can somebody put your hands together? And can somebody begin to thank the Lord? Come on. Somebody lift up your voice. Come on, he looked beyond your fault uh, and he saw your need. Uh, he looked beyond what everybody else said about you and he saw your hunger. Okay, somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice once again. And can somebody give God praise right now? Somebody let the Lord know that you are thankful. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, why don't you turn somebody before you're seated and tell them you're not excluded, you're included. You may be seated. Peter had that vision. He saw some good bacon. My Lord, I feel sorry for that pig. This room is filled with a bunch of hungry people. He might not get out of here alive. You might want to save him right now. You want Peter saw this vision representing you and me. God was letting Peter know that there was a man and his family and friends who were as hungry for God as he was for food. Peter, you have an uncommon hunger because you are about to experience an extraordinary revival. I'm not a prophet, neither son of a prophet, but the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Amen. It reminded me that when Peter obeyed what the Lord revealed to him in that heavenly vision, and because Cornelius obeyed what God spoke to him through a divine division, that a division, that gospel opened the door of salvation to the rest of the world. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, tell the apostolic church of Salem that the revival that the Lord wants to give this church won't just be ordinary, but it's going to be extraordinary. I said the revival that God's about to give this church is not going to be common. It's going to be uncommon. Amen. It's going to be... I'm not talking about these next series of services. I'm not just talking about why the evangelist is here. But God's about to do something in your family. God's about to do something in your places of work, in your schools. God's about to give this church a revival that's not going to be ordinary but extraordinary. He's about to give this church a revival that's not going to be common but uncommon. Does anybody believe that? Does anybody, Come on. The reason why you've been feeling the way that you've been feeling, the reason why you've been going through what you've been going through is because God is preparing you for a revival like you have come on uh, this is not all God has for this church uh, I said this is not all God has for this church uh, it is the will of God for this entire county to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, does anybody believe that can you stand to your feet once again uh, and can somebody put your hands together and make a declaration that God is going to do it <laughs> hallelujah 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 you may be seated. I don't know who Cornelius is here today, but he is here. Amen. I don't know who his family is, but I believe, amen, in this city, they're here. One person. I said God can get a hold of one person who is connected to a family that's hungry. And he could change their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us, uh, amen, that when Peter arrived at Cornelius' home, uh, a host of family and friends were there spiritually hungry, waiting uh, to receive what the Lord had for them. Can I tell you that it's God's will that families are saved? I said it's God's will. Not just for you to be the only one living for God in your family, but don't you stop praying. Don't you stop believing because it is God's will that your family is God's will. Amen. That's somebody who's got to make room for you on the pew for your family. I believe that God wants to save families this week. I believe that God could turn around families this week. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands and can you shout hallelujah? 
I believe that if men, now please forgive me, precious ladies, Pentecost wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for you. But we've got to have some men. We've got to have some husbands and dads. I believe uh, that if men, husbands and dads, those who are the head of their households, uh, will have a spiritual hunger for God, uh, then there's no telling what God would do in your family if some kind of way in this week of revival, if those who are the influencers of your friends and family members, uh, your co-workers and peers uh, would just have a spiritual hunger, if some young person, uh, amen, could just have a spiritual hunger, there's no telling what God would do. I said, there's no telling what God would do. It's time for some men to rise up. I said, it's time for some, amen, our, our society is trying to marginalize men, but it's time uh, for some men that will say, as for me and my house, we're going to live for God. I said, as for me, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the head of my family. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a grandfather who was selling moonshine, amen, who got thrown in jail, amen. But a Lutheran pastor came and gave him a Bible and told him to read the book of Romans. But that old, amen, his friend of his began to talk about an apostolic church of a preacher that came from Detroit, Michigan to Memphis, Tennessee to start an apostolic church. And my grandfather, amen, who wasn't the oldest, but, but he was the influencer of his family. He said, when I get out of this prison jail, amen, I'm going to that little apostolic church, and ladies and gentlemen, in a Bible study, my grandfather saw a vision of the Lord, telling him to come up, and next thing you know, he was speaking in tongues, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance, my grandmother, amen, said, if God can change him, God can do it for me, amen, my grandfather went and reached all of his brothers and sisters, uh, even his grandmother, I come to tell somebody, I'm here today, uh, because somebody was willing to say, my family's going to live for God. Is, can I get some men to stand here in this place? Uh, can I get some husbands and fathers, uh, amen, to stand in this house? Can I get some young men to say, uh, amen, we're going to live for God? Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Uh, come on, men, lift up your voice right now and say, we're going to live for God. I don't care what the devil may try to do. We're going to live for God. Come on, somebody put your hands together once again uh, and make that declaration right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Remain standing with me all over this place. Cornelius and his household were willing to hear the gospel, waiting. And when Peter arrived, he said to them, you know, how unlawful it is for a Jew to visit or approach a foreigner. But God has shown me not to call any man common or unclean. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can get this revelation... I said, if we can get this revelation, there's no telling what God would do. Musicians, if you could come and help me out. I said, there's no telling what will happen, how great a revival we can have, and we can believe that there is nobody that God cannot save. He can save anybody. Let me just say it right now, at the very start of these special services. Now, I'm not a mean person, I'm not a rude person, but let me just say in the Holy Ghost, be careful who you label common or unclean because the Lord might be about to save them. He might be ready to save that very person. i never forget preaching a revival somewhere between north, south, east, and west. North. <laughs> I remember the pastor's frustration. He said, I wish so-and-so would stop coming to church. He comes wearing his God-smack t-shirt. He just comes sitting there with his contempt. And I'm not making this up that night of that revival, he said, I wish so-and-so would stop coming to this church. 
where we were in a small storefront. You stepped forward and you were already in the altar. This individual was just, there's only three, three rows and he was in the back and yawning, you know, just didn't care, nonchalant. And something came over me and I'm not a mean person. And since you're Brother Kelly, so I'm going to pick up and do that all right. I'll never forget, amen, going down to Charlie. I said, Charlie, get up to the altar right now. I said, get down on your knees right now. I said, begin to ask God for you. Now, I don't do that. Now, I'm not going to do anybody like that. You, you can just relax. I'm not going to come back and get you and say, get down here right now. No, no, that's not me. That's not my personality. Matter of fact, I want to apologize to whoever I cut off today can make my way to church. <laughs> the king's business requires haste. And I almost cut you off. You say, I don't care if you do tell me to come down and preach. I ain't coming down. You cut me off. Forgive me. Forgive me. I said, begin to repent right now. And then compassion came over me, and I get down beside him. <laughs> and I began to help lead him in a prayer of repentance. God, I'm sorry for what I've done. Now, this is the guy that the pastor said, I'm sick and tired from coming to church. I wish he wouldn't even come anymore. But that night, Charlie began to ask God to forgive him. The Lord began to open up, amen, my understanding and show me his past, to show me his pain, to show me his abuse. Amen. The Lord began to reveal some things to me. And next thing you know, amen, Charlie began to heave. He began to cry. Amen. Things began to come out of him. And I'm glad to tell you that Charlie stood to his feet. He lifted up his hands and he received the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Be careful who you call common or unclean. Be careful who you say that God cannot save because they might be the next Cornelius. They, their family might be in line to come in and be saved. I come and tell somebody that God wants to do it. The Bible says that while Peter was preaching, because of their spiritual hunger, their faith, that the Holy Ghost fell upon those who heard the word. And the Jewish people that came with Peter were astonished because they heard them speaking in tongues, magnifying God. And then Peter looked at those that were with him and said, can any man stop them from being baptized who have received the Holy Ghost just like we? Because baptism is a part of the plan of salvation. So he looked at them. He looked at Cornelius and his household and said, every last one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And that day, Cornelius and his household was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. I come to tell somebody here today, if you have a spiritual hunger, you might be an outsider, but God can make you an insider. Amen. You might be here today and you feel that you will never feed. And I come to tell you, all you have to do is have a spiritual hunger, Cornelius. Amen. When I shook your hand this morning, Cornelius, I knew that God has something for you. All you have to do is have faith and believe God and he could change your life. Amen. He could do a work in your life at this altar. You don't have to be afraid of what God has in store for you. All you have to do is anybody believe that. Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your hearts? Can somebody lift up your voice? And can you begin to pray right now? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, if you've got a spiritual hunger, amen, you don't have to shout out loud. You don't have to pray real fast, but somebody from the bottom of your heart, come on, from your spiritual hunger, come on, won't you go beyond the natural? Come on, that's it. Somebody begin to go beyond just the, the, the normal right now. Somebody stretch out. Somebody reach out. Somebody desire the things of the Spirit here today.
Years ago, I was preaching a revival in a little town called Chickabee, and I'm about to open up this front for people to come and receive what they need from God, from those who are spiritually hungry. That means anybody. I don't care, amen, if you're a first-time guest or you've been here for 20 years. For anybody who is spiritually hungry. I'll never forget preaching in this little town called Chicopee, Massachusetts. Actually, not a small town. It's connected to Springfield, Massachusetts. And I didn't get a chance to preach that day. Somebody said, oh, I sure wish we had that in this revival. <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But... The Holy Ghost began to move just like it was moving today. People began to respond just like young people responded in this altar. And I'll never forget, as the Holy Ghost was moving, I, I spotted a young lady. Her eyes were bloodshot red. She was in between two other ladies. And I hopped off that platform. I made my way back to her, and I just laid hands on her. And when I did, she fell down speaking in tongues. Now, I didn't know her from anybody else. I, so I could, I wondered if she was a guest or maybe she had been there for a long time. I didn't know. She already had the Holy Ghost or maybe a backslide. I didn't know her story. So we went on and God did some wonderful things in that service that day. But I'll never forget out the service, this precious young lady coming up with her mother and grandmother who she was standing in between. And her mother said to me, my daughter wants to tell you her story of what happened to her. The night before, she had chose not to go to the nightclub like she normally does on Saturdays but instead she stayed back and she fell asleep and when she did she had a dream it was a prophetic dream but first it started off as a nightmare she saw herself on the dance floor like she normally does on Saturday nights dancing her life away when a man walked in with a machete and struck her she fell down to the ground bleeding she felt life leaving her and then the next thing you know, that dream changed. And she was in church in between her mother and grandmother. And a skinny evangelist that looked like me. I didn't have glasses back then. But this evangelist came off of the platform, walked up to her, laid hands on her, and she began to speak in this language. She could not understand what she was saying. But she felt such love and such joy. Ladies and gentlemen, she did not go to sleep at all she stayed up until it was church time she told her mom i'm going to church with you today and ladies and gentlemen would you know that god was at work i said would you know that god was at work hallelujah god filled it with the there's somebody here today I don't know what your dreams have been. I don't know what God has been dealing with you about, uh, but you're hungry. You've got a spiritual hunger, and the Lord has promised that he will fill you. I wonder if one more time, uh, if we will open up our mouths and we lift up our hands towards heaven. Uh, hallelujah. I'm going to ask anybody who is spiritually hungry to make your way down to the front. I'm going to ask you to come. I don't care if you've been a member of this church for 20 years uh, or you've just been here, amen, for the last two hours. Come on. Uh, somebody make your way as close as you can uh, all over this house. If you've got a spiritual hunger, come on, hallelujah, if you want something from God, hallelujah, hallelujah, don't stay in your seat, amen, hallelujah, other services, we're going to allow you to stay back, but today, if you've got a spiritual hunger, come on, come on, hallelujah, 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 h